promised Mandela that his people shall go free. Did you tell him they won't grow? Celebrity watch. On Service Delivery Watch, we are joined by Nditini Tido, who is the chairperson of Akaya Leecher Development Forum. We are looking at uh, issues uh, in and around the Lusaka informal settlement in uh, Cape Town. It seems uh, things are, are a mess, a stench, and uh, residents really need uh, a way out when it comes to what they are facing. If you are from uh, the Akaya Leecher uh, area or specifically Lusaka informal settlement in Cape Town and would like to share your experience or you have a suggestion on how things can be done um, to better the lives of those in this settlement, you can join in on the conversation on 0614-104-107. That is um, our WhatsApp number. Let's welcome Nditini Tido, Chairperson of Kylie Chat Development Forum. Good morning. Good morning, my sister, community, and listeners. Can you please describe to us what are the major uh, challenges and concerns of uh, the residents of the Lusaka informal settlement? Thank you very much, my sister. Maybe I must, I must say it uh, from, from the onset that Lusaka is not necessarily inside Kailit. It's an area close to Kailit, but... The living conditions are the same. Mm. And Tini, when you say these living conditions, maybe go into depth and describe the living conditions. Paint a picture of what Lusaka and formal settlement looks like. Man, it, look, the, the Lusaka informal settlement is an area that has been there now in Cape Town along the end to for the longest time. And uh, it, is a, it is an informal settlement with all dwellings, with being shared dwellings, without any street in between the shacks themselves, which then means there's no possibility of toilet or ablution facilities even of any sort even the few that may be there can be dangerous uh, in terms of people going to use them at night like many other uh, other informal settlements people would then have to relieve themselves sometimes in plastic bags and and take uh, whatever uh, that came off that and go and drop it in the nearest drainages and trains. And then, w- w- this just sounds, it sounds inhuman that in this day and age, uh, in a very developed uh, city like Cape Town, one of the most beautiful um, in the world, a big tourist attraction, there would be a, a settlement where people uh, are not given uh, the dignity to just basic ablution facilities. But you say that uh, people are using plastic bags to relieve themselves in this community and then go to the nearest um, drains. Where are these drains? Are they municipal run drains? Uh, is there no clogging? Is there no stench? 
and the hygiene aspect, the health hazard that this is causing in the community? You see, my sister, the thing is that the reality of Cape Town is indeed the reality of the tale of two cities. There will be people in Cape Town somewhere on the side of the Kems Bay uh, uh, promenade, and then there will be people along the end to Lusaka, Europe, going down, down towards Somerset. Look, people remain people remain using these things. The situation is very much inhuman. Let's start there. The situation is very inhuman because this, uh, you will have to relieve yourself in the comfort, or not the comfort, but probably in the safety of your own home. Now, when that happens, in the presence of other people, it could be your own children, or, you know, so the dignity of both the user and the person watching in the same in the same household so people live in serious very inhuman conditions in cape town we leave the selfies people take along the table mountain the whales the the, the garden road uh, 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 towards the garden road but inside the city of cape town people live in terrible and inhuman conditions. Mm. My heart is breaking and detaining from what you're describing. My heart terrible. is shattered because um, yeah, I, just, I, I can't fathom. So as a chairperson of the Kaya Development Forum, have you engaged with uh, the local municipality? Um, have you engaged with anyone in, in government authority, uh, human settlements, um, town planning department at the municipality to to highlight this plight, uh, water and sanitation. Right now we, we are worried about cholera, but I'm asking myself, if there's no toilets in uh, Lusaka, is there running water in Lusaka? There's no running water in Lusaka. There are no toilets in Lusaka. Oh. There are no access roads in Lusaka. There are no house numbers in Lusaka. This, this, does, this goes beyond just abolition. This, this goes to crime as well. Because even if, even if you want to report a crime incident, you are unable to say what house number has this incident occurred. That's one. But I want to give you another example. Just imagine a wheelchair-bound person who has a wheelchair, and the, in the and the, in the main people would not have those. But even a person who have a wheelchair cannot use that wheelchair; can only use it only to sit inside the home. If somebody is to be taken outside the home, must be carried by. You see, the situation of people living in Cape Town needs a serious and close audit. As for, as for the city of Cape Town, I want to one day have a, have a show, ask this question, especially with people living with disabilities, those who have wheelchairs, how do they use this in areas where there are no access roads? So, and sometimes people opt for political expediency, refer you to clean audits, refer you to budgets and, and, and those, but ask specific questions. 
there are more than 100 similar settlements inside the city of Cape Town. But I want to, I, I put this challenge to your show, to you and your producers, to deal with specificity for people living with disabilities. How do they move? That, and I'm referring only to people who may have wheelchairs, but I know as a matter of fact that there are those who do not have wheelchairs who are bedridden. Otherwise, they, these are very healthy people who otherwise elsewhere could still have promising lives and thriving lives. But just, just ask these questions. If people who are not living with disabilities relieve themselves in plastics, what happens to those who may live with disabilities in those households? Now, there's always the elephant in the room when it comes to informal settlements in uh, South Africa, because most of them are very close to either industrial areas or the sure. metropolitan CBDs, right? And people then ask themselves, and this is the elephant in the room, these informal settlements are not authorized by government. It was not part of special planning. There were no sure. resources allocated for those areas. So why did people end up building these informal settlements for themselves in these areas and now are turning around and saying, government, we require um, services when this was not part of government services? No. How would you address no. that? It's very easy to, to, to address. In the case, let me, let me just tell you in the case of Cape Town. When, when a different mayor of the same uh, governing party in Cape Town, uh, Mayor Patricia Delir, she had a campaign on the reversal of the stubborn apartheid spatial planning, where all settlements, where all other settlements, were between 25 to 30 kilometers away from the central business district where there's economic activity with the potential for people to go and find work and there's been there's ever been a settlement or settlement built nearer where people work so uh, uh, clearly people are going to come closer to where they can find job opportunities so that they can have a livelihood now now this was a government policy here in cape town when when Mayor Delil made this call for the reversal of the of the apartheid special planning, so 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 an excuse like it would be an excuse to say people come obviously people come closer to where opportunities are. Mm. Well, uh, you know uh, this deurbanisation uh, issue where um, all the opportunities are said to be in um you know that the metropolitan and big cities needs to be addressed on its own because that is a service yeah. delivery issue on its own there's nothing wrong sure. with uh Ezilaleni. we could have a bustling economy in our homesteads um yeah. uh, it would be lovely for me to live and uh, where on the mountains um a couple of kilometers away from the ocean um right Great. on the mountain scenery and living in makaya enjoying life but yeah. still being economically viable so that on its own in detin is a service delivery issue as well um as we sure. wrap up our conversation detin where to from here look all, all it needs is a willing government to do exactly what you are saying. It's, it's a willing government in the case of what we are talking about, in the case of Cape Town, where a government would go to Kailita, would go to Philippi, would go to, 
to, to, to Ravensmith, to go to Athlone, create opportunities there. Most of these communities, all the, the Cape Flats, as it is referred to, all of the Cape Flats and the townships doesn't have even the slightest of industrial activity as they hope to, 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 to create employment so that people will not have a need to come closer uh, to, to the end to and all of that. You see, the, the thing is that we, we need a commitment a political, at a political level at least. The nearest government, the, the nearest level of government to us, the people of Cape Town and these townships and the Cape Flats, is the city of Cape Town. Obviously, the provincial government. But what would help all of us is a collaborative effort of, between all three spheres of government together with communities to find ways to change the living conditions of the people in shared dwellings, in the, particularly in the city of Cape Town. Mm. Well, thank you very much for joining us uh, and, and shedding a light. I'm hoping that government has heard the inhumane um, description of what you've given us of uh, the living conditions of the people.